The following program is recorded content created by the Truth Network. Wake up, everyone. It's time for the Steve Noble Show, where biblical Christianity meets the everyday issues of life in your home, at work, and even in politics. Steve is an ordinary man who believes in an extraordinary God. And on his show, there's plenty of grace and lots of truth. But no sacred cows. Call Steve now at 866-34-TRUTH. That's 866-34-TRUTH. Or check him out online at thestevenobleshow.com. And now, here's your host, Steve Noble. Well, it's good to be back. I hope you had a a great week and a great weekend. It certainly was an amazing uh, event for the Noble family out in San Francisco. And Mr. and Mrs. Noble, Hayden and Macy Noble, now official. And they're in Lisbon, Portugal right now, which is awesome. And it was a beautiful just family time. And and uh, it's the only wedding I've ever been to where uh, the weather's horrible because it was literally right next to the water, right on the bay in San Francisco, literally, literally. I mean, if I had pushed, if I had run up there and pushed Hayden, he would have gone over the railing into into the water. That's we were literally right in the water. And so uh, the weather broke. It was absolutely spectacular at 1 p.m. The wedding party comes out. Uh, Pastor Dave comes out, Pastor Dave Lomas from Reality San Francisco, and he comes out and he starts to speak and then it starts raining. So we got about, and it's about 50 degrees in the rain for about seven minutes and then just praying for the next seven minutes, please Jesus, please Jesus, please Jesus, stop the rain. And then he did and he stopped the rain and the sun came back out and it was absolutely spectacular. I'll I'll, uh, dump more of that stuff on you guys as the days go by, but it's uh, what a blessing. That was our first wedding of, of one of our four kids, so we are just so excited, and it was just a huge blessing, but uh, good to be back. Very long day of travel yesterday. I'm fried today. Uh, you'll hear that in my voice, but back at it. Plenty to do, and so uh, th- thank you, Lord, that I didn't have to do, well, pretty much I didn't do any show prep today because I'm going to leave that all to our good friend David Fisher from Landmark Capital, and I'll just uh, play along like a good co-host uh, on a full Money Monday, it's Monday, March 7th, so we're going to do a full Money Monday today. David, how are you? It's good to see you. I'm doing great. You're always in season, though, I'll say, my brother. <laughs> Even though you this is not your wheelhouse, you sure know, you have a really good handle on what's going on. And as always, thank you so much for having me on your program. I always look forward to being with you. And... uh who knows what we'll talk about today? I, I'm going to drop a bomb today, actually. Oh, good. excellent. Yeah, I'm always in the and, mood for a bomb. I mean, that's generally <laughs> what the deal is out there in the culture. Uh, and it's great to have you, and I always appreciate you. We've been doing radio since 2016 now, which is shocking. I, I, I can't even think like that. It's just uh, amazing to me. And, and it's so good that uh, we can – and I appreciate you, David, because you bring so much wisdom and knowledge to the show – uh, but yet that's uh, secondary to our uh, bond in Christ and our friendship. And so that's uh, to be able to do what I do for a living as well as all the teaching I do and to do it with people that I love and care about, uh, people that I'm going to spend eternity with, it's just, a, it's just a huge blessing. So I just wanted to throw that out there on the table uh, just to say thank you again for all that you've done in my life. It's uh, great to have you. I love you. Well, I think uh, I was just talking to a person who heard you uh, I'll say his first name is Jim. We were just talking, Jim and I, this morning about two hours ago. Mm-hmm. And so if your ears were burning, that was <laughs> him and I talking about you. And I was saying, uh, telling him a story that you and I were kind of joking off the air one day, probably a couple of years ago. Who I was saying, I think I had the better blessing by knowing Steve and you were saying vice versa. And, but, you know, it's iron sharpens iron. And that's why we need the body of Christ that's and right. we need each other and, you know, to 
help the next person up to the next level. So. That's right. Exactly right. And that's why, you know, that's one of the things that I love about uh, doing the show with you and others. And with the vast, the overwhelming majority of our audience is that we're all brothers and sisters in Christ. And if I'm going to get financial advice and financial input from people, it would be helpful if I know they're operating in the spirit. And certainly you are. So that's great. Uh, one group that I know is uh, pretty much not operating in the spirit is the Fed. So I was just talking about them today, actually, with the progressive era in the early 1900s with my U.S. history students. And that was the birth of the Fed and the progressive movement. But uh, what's going on with the Fed this week? And uh, and, and we'll talk debt around that and how many dollars they've created. Must be nice to have your own Play-Doh machine. But let's start with the Fed and what they're up to this week. So uh, when the Fed opens their mouth, it's like E.F. Hutton. People listen. And the Fed talked. Jerome Powell, Fed chairman, talked before Congress. Last time he talked before Congress was June of last year. And uh, this was a highly anticipated uh it wasn't really a speech, although he did speak a little bit. It was a lot of Q&A. And he's speaking tomorrow. But the markets didn't like what he said. Uh, of course, the markets haven't been, have been predicting that, you know, inflation's getting under control. The Fed's not going to really raise rates. They're going to pivot here. And the Fed, Jerome Powell, confirmed what he's been saying for the last four and a half, five months. Inflation is elevated. We're going to have to have higher rates for a sustained period of time. Mm -hmm. And he reiterated that. The market didn't like that. The the Dow is down. The S&P broke through a support level under 4,000 points at 39.85. So the Fed fights inflation by raising rates and selling their balance sheet. They've been doing very, very little selling of their balance sheet. They've mostly been fighting rates by, uh, fighting inflation by raising interest rates. And when they do this, it makes the cost of business higher or cost more, and the market doesn't like that. So today the market reacted, and you can almost see verbatim when Fed Jerome Powell Hmm. was talking about raising rates and having rates higher for a sustained period of time, the market didn't like that and it started going down into the red. Um, Let's put this into perspective, how much the Fed has done on this and the government. So there's the Fed side, then there's the government side. What does the government do? The government goes and overspends. So when the government overspends, they got to create a treasury bill and somebody has to buy that treasury bill. Usually it's central banks, the Fed being the biggest buyer. But the Fed's been backing away. They haven't been buying. So, And a lot of foreign central banks, we'll get into that a little bit later, have been selling. We've been saying that. But let's put this into perspective. 2008 to 2014, that six-year period of time, the Fed printed roughly $3 trillion in the aftermath of the great financial crisis. The Fed printed the same amount, $3 trillion, in six months in Jeez. 2020. Yeah. And ultimately, they printed $5 trillion in just the last 24 months. So Which it's a is- printing spree that's, like you said, the Play-Doh machine <clears throat> yeah. on overdrive. Yeah, on overdrive. And that's going to ripple through a lot of different things. We'll pick up with that. And the Fed and the debt and the uh, when the interest rates are going up, going up 
the cost of the Fed's debt goes up, just like it does for the rest of us on various things. There's a lot to talk about. Full Money Monday. Welcome back. It's Steve Noble, the Steve Noble Show. On that note, I know that's uh, we're going to get back to Money Monday here in a second with our buddy David Fisher. I know that sounds like a, uh, a sad song. It's actually a secular guy that's got a little bit of spirituality here and there. Uh, and it was a, a song about a heartbreak and uh, just a tough time season, like uh, cancer, whatever the case may be. And uh, and I, I just want to tell you, because I just returned from my son's wedding, our son's wedding, Hayden, out in San Francisco. He went through a very difficult period of time uh, relationally, and that was several years ago. And to see God bring him from that, which was really a bad situation, a lot of prayer, a lot of patience, and God just did a miracle there. And to, and to fast forward seven years to see him um, marry Macy, who's uh, just as incredible as he is, and, and just I was just telling you, David, that uh, myself, my wife, Gina, the other three kids will all tell you that our son, their brother, Hayden, is the sweetest, kindest person any of us know, period. I mean, like out of everybody we know. And I was always curious, is, is, is it possible that he could possibly find uh, a wife, a, a girl that would be just as tenderhearted, just as kind as he is? And, and he did. And God did all that and orchestrated that over years from opposite coast to land in the same city in the same church. And that's just God's goodness. So if you're in the middle of a storm and a heartbreak, uh, you think that it's nothing but darkness and gloom and there's no light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, if Jesus is your Lord and Savior, that is absolutely a lie that he is the epitome of the light at the end of the tunnel, uh, the way, the truth, and the life. And uh, there is light out there amidst the darkness. And uh, sometimes it takes a long Amen. time. Sometimes we won't get our full resolution and healing until heaven. But if you don't get your resolution until heaven, you're going to get the best resolution ever created and known in all of eternity. So uh, don't give up hope. And if you're without Christ, if you don't know Christ as your Lord and Savior, if that sounds like strange language, if I say born again and you're like, I don't even know what that means, uh, then that's something that you need to explore. That is uh, what he wants from you as a relationship with you. And once you have that with your uh, creator, God, through his son, Jesus Christ, then all kinds of things become possible and hope becomes the name of the game, uh, not despair. So if you uh, don't really know where you're at with that, the, this is the, one of the few times I'll tell you to go to my website. But if you just go to thestevenobleshow.com, thestevenobleshow.com, you're going to see a little button up at the top that says heaven. And that's all you need to know. Just click on that button and you're going to see what the Bible has to say in very plain language, very short video, about five minutes long. That'll explain to you how can you be made right with your creator, which will then open the door to hope and an everlasting future where all the garbage and the dismay and the disappointment on this earth will fall away. So make sure that you know that uh, and that changes everything. So anyway, David, thanks again uh, for being here today. And we were talking about the Fed. The Fed. Can, I, needs can to... I piggyback that? Sure, thoughts. please. And then... Then you understand when trials come your way, when when the Lord says, I have plans hmm. for you, it's not a singular word. It's a plural. Yeah. God has plans for us for welfare, future, and hope. Your story of your son and his now wife, as you know, I shared the story of Marianne and how we met in church. Yeah. And it was just a miraculous thing. And that's what God does. He does. He takes our turmoil and our challenges that we might not have a whole lot of hope and people come around us. They're great brothers and sisters and Lord, they give us encouragement. They say, just wait, just wait, keep praying. Yep. God has something special for you oh, on the man. other side, but he just snuggle into God, get into his heart, get into his, his, 
is what he wants to do in your life. Yep. And you will see the huge blessing that's going to come on the other side. So Amen. those that are heard just Steve say, don't be despaired because God doesn't give us a spirit of timidity. He gives us a sound mind. Yep. Love, power, and a sound mind. So well said. Thank you for that. Anyway. Uh, I got, anyway, I just love that story of your son. Yeah, it's it's uh, really beautiful, and God gets all the glory and all the honor for that. Uh, so with the Fed, we were talking about the Fed and, and how much debt. Uh, so from 2008 to 2014, they printed $3 trillion. In six months, they printed $3 trillion. In 24 months, they printed $5 trillion, add all that in there. And so it's really a colossal train wreck. I was telling my students earlier today in my civics class, David, uh, about that. And, and, and I said, listen, sometimes I'm teaching you guys about things that seem like they're uh, hopeless, but that's what, and I brought the gospel into the conversation. And, and if you're in Christ, you're going to have the long view, not the short view, but we live on this planet in this time. And so this amount of debt and all the dollars that we've created has, has actual impact. It has actual effect. So, so what does that do to us? Just regular folks out here living our lives. So we talked about the Fed. You got to add the government spending. The federal government spending is $6 trillion in 2020 alone. And another Two trillion, just shy of it, in 2021. So that's roughly eight trillion in two years. Add that with the Fed of five trillion. We're thir- printing of money, printing and spending is thirteen trillion dollars in 24 months. It turned into inflation. Yeah. Now here's the new stat by here's Statista Research Department, which is a very reputable resource. They just came out and gave the facts. By 2033, 10 years from now, the federal debt will be projected $52 trillion. Man. We're 31.5. Yeah, that's that's another 50% plus added yes. between now and 2033. In, We're three in 10 trillion. years. Yeah, exactly. In 1990, we are at $3.2 trillion. So, so you can just put this together and on like a chart in your mind, it's going up like a hockey stick, Yep. yep. which is going to be unsustainable. And then you have the interest payments. Let's get into that. The interest on over the next decade, just the interest only on the, on the payment, not the payment and the interest, just the interest is going to be over $10 trillion the next decade. Holy moly. So it's good. You got to add that. Right. That's how we get to fifty-one or fifty-two trillion dollars. Yeah. So that's so that means we're going to overspend another fifteen trillion, and we're going to have ten trillion of interest. It's it's unsustainable. Yep. And the Committee for Responsible Federal Budget says that the interest on the national debt will soon surpass spending entitlement spending. In other words. What we've obligated for Social Security, disability, military, and pensions, the interest is going to be bigger than that in the near future, is what the Committee for Responsible Federal Budget is saying. They're projecting that soon our deficit spending will hit $2 trillion a year. In other words, we're going to overspend $2 trillion a year. We're at like one right now. Yep. But it's going to escalate is what they're saying. So it's just a big train wreck that we've been talking about for quite a few years here. Mm-hmm. But now it's really coming home to roost. We are in this huge change for the country financially, for the dollar, 
And four, probably you're going to see it affect markets like stocks, probably affect gold and silver, and probably affect real estate. And that's why we talk about being diversified. Yep. Yeah, it's such, and it's such a monstrous number and a monstrous machine going in the wrong direction. Uh, oftentimes, you know, and students will ask me this question, David. They'll be like, is there anything that can be done? And, and I say, listen. Uh, If America got so – first of all, you would know if they got serious because every single taxpayer in the country at all levels of income are going to be upset. And and people that get government money are going to be upset. Everybody's going to be upset. And then you're going to have to be upset for probably 30 to 50 years uh, because you can't turn it around in one election cycle. You can't turn it around with one or two terms of a president. This would take a 50-year commitment. I just don't know that America has has that in it. But we'll keep talking about it. We'll try to find some hope. Welcome back. It's Steve Noble, The Steve Noble Show, a full money Monday with my good friend David Fisher uh, from Landmark Capital. LandmarkGold.com is his website, as always. And uh, if you want to get a little bit more of the conversation, if you join us on Facebook Live or on Rumble, uh, we're live there in the studio via video. Uh, but uh, sometimes that's not always a great thing because, like, we just spent a significant portion of the last segment, commercial segment, talking about how bad our financial situation is in America, uh, whether you're talking about the next five years, the next 10 years, the next 50 years. And then uh, with my students, David, this is the point. I was, and then I want to talk about the central bank di- digital currency, which you've brought up before. You, you should, get to the point you where should you're, you're say like, live what those facts are so the <laughs> people on the radio can Oh, yeah. Hear. So here's what we were talking about. I, you know, with my students, and we're $31.5 trillion in debt. One of the day, recently, this is a couple, maybe a month and a half, two months ago, whatever it was. I'm like, well, how about this? Because you know, they always ask me when I show them how much debt there is. And even if we taxed everybody at 100% and killed the, everybody in the Forbes 400 and took 100% of their net worth, blah, 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 blah. We barely make it through one year of federal expenses, okay? So you soak the rich or make the rich pay their fair share. Even if you kill the rich and take everything they have, you still can't pay for one year of federal expenditures, okay? So that's not it. That's not your answer. Then I just thought, well, let, let's take all the oil out of the ground. Let's take all the natural gas out of the ground. And, and David brought up a great point. When I tell you this, oil, there's 260, estimated to be 264 billion barrels of oil in the ground in the continental U.S., plus what we can get offshore. Okay, so let's just say we pull it all up, sell it at 80 bucks a barrel. That's $21 trillion. But, David, as you said, that doesn't even take into account the cost of doing that. I'm just looking at total gross proceeds from that 21 trillion you're like well you're still 10 trillion short right so what about natural gas we have 473 trillion cubic feet of that it's estimated we take all that out of the ground and sell it uh we raise another this is a really good garage sale we raise another 2.8 trillion wow okay so all of a sudden we're at uh, 23 trillion we're still 8 trillion short and we're not even talking about into the future and then you sit there and look at that and go okay that that's unsustainable Uh, what do we even do there and that's what my students ask me mr noble uh, is there any way to fix this? And not in one term or two terms, not with this Congress or that Congress. There's probably a 50-year radically change this, the uh, way of life here in America. Or uh, I look at it, David, and go, well, if we're like a failing company, what, what? and I ask my students this. So you got a bunch of 16-year-olds thinking through this. What happens to a failing company? They Well, they go bankrupt. Okay, so then what happens? Well, I guess somebody can come in and buy all their stuff. All right, but if you want to keep the company afloat, what happens? Well, you sell it to somebody else. Maybe you merge. I'm like, what does that look like if it's a nation? Do we merge with Canada and Mexico? Maybe South America? You just try to put it all in one pot and hopefully the math will help you. I mean, it really gets crazy to think about. But then I'm I'm usually taking them down a road on purpose, David, because I want them to get to the point where they feel hopeless. 
I said, okay, so are you building your house on sand or are you building your house on the rock? Because I'm upset about this. It's a, a massive moral problem in this nation and for the world for that matter. But I know it won't be forever. And so I have hope versus people without Christ. I have no hope. So anyway, <laughs> setting all that si- aside, one of the interesting things going on here is what it's going to drive our government to do and other governments. You've talked uh, and helped educate us about bail-ins for years. But now we're talking about uh, the central bank digital currency. You've brought that up before. So help us understand what's going on there because they're always going to be looking for ways to fix the problem or at least kick the can down the road. So imagine for a moment, uh, the dollar has all kinds of liquidations going on from the rest of the world, getting rid of dollars coming back to the United States, which is actually causing massive inflation, which makes the dollar problem even worse, which says, let's sell more dollars. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy that is bad for the United States financially. So what's the solution? Well, that brings us to the World Economic Forum. Oh, boy. Uh, which says you will have nothing and you'll be happy. So if we have this whole dollar government sovereign debt crisis, which there's lots of people out there, Steve, saying this, that have they're, they don't own a gold company. They have nothing to do with gold. They say this is where we are headed. The world is headed to a major financial calamity. It's kind of like you and your son. If you went a little, one more foot step off, right. you'd be on the edge in the water. You'd be in, you'd be the, in bay, the drink, right. you know? And we're like one step away from all this being triggered. So the solution, the Federal Reserve says, let's come up with a digital currency. Mm. I have new information. Unfortunately, I have a bomb to drop. It's not good news. I've not found one person who says, I can't wait for this digital currency to come out. This is, I'm going to love it. This is going to mean life makes so much easier. Everybody thinks the opposite that I've talked to. They're very fearful because there's a whole lot of more questions than there's answers. But we've got some more answers for us, and that's why we're going to talk about this today. So the Biden administration is attempting to develop this. It's a surveillance-style, authoritarian-style digital currency, and they started this thing through executive order back a year ago of 2020 in March. And the Federal Reserve has been doing research for three and a half, four years on it. We've been talking about that. One thing that we don't want to do is we don't want to emulate China, the Communist Party of China, and how they took their direction But it looks like we're not only going that route, we're Mm -hmm. going a step further. What I'm referring to is that China says they can turn on and off this currency. They can devalue it. They can track you. They can do anything. If you went and bought a piece of bubble gum in China, they will know what store you bought it at and how much. That's right. This digital currency in the United States is going to be even more so than that. And here's why. The U.S. Treasury introduced a working group, and they announced the findings last week, discussing the routes for the potential digital dollar. The Treasury is saying they're exploring two different options. One is a real-time payment system. We'll talk about that, get that out of the way, which is the Federal Reserve has indicated that They're expecting to launch a FedNow service this year. So this year, they're going to change the way of banking on how payments are expedited. Payments are not expedited over the weekend or holidays right right now. Right. But they're going to move to a 24-7 
by 30, 365. So every minute, simultaneously in seconds, payments will be processed. It's going to antiquate. Look at what we're doing right now right. is ant- being antiquated. Right. Well, yeah, got to go get that deposit in before 2 p.m. so that it posts. <laughs> right. Exactly. Those days are over. So that's we got that out of the way. But the big thing they're going to do is issue a central bank digital currency. They're insinuating it's coming out this year. Now, in contrast, both the central bank digital currency and this new payment is going to become the new set of rails. Here's the shocking thing. They're actually creating two digital U.S. dollar currencies. One is a retail and one is a wholesale. Think with me about that for a second. I stopped when I saw this in the article. Why are we having two digital currencies? Exactly. That was my first question when you sent me these notes. I'm like, why two? That's like, that's like, that's like, I'm going to have a second set of books. (laughs) I was just on radio two days ago in North Dakota, and the talk show host said exactly that. Yeah. My response was, yeah, kind of like Enron, the <laughs> offset booking accounting that they didn't want anybody uh, to know, which right. was the reality, how far they were in debt. Right. And then the ones that they sent publicly to all the investors so everybody would buy their stock on Wall Street. Looks like the Fed is going the same direction. But I'm going to take this a step further because I pondered this for a moment. And I know this is just a surprise, but you're a good guy. He can think on his feet. You'll probably come up with a few more ideas on why this might be. But if they wanted to do a bail-in, mm-hmm. and they don't want to affect the banking industry, they just go into the retail right. digital currency. That, <laughs> well, affect that. Yeah, this gives you two different pockets to pick. Exactly. Plus, plus, you can play one against the other. And you can say, okay, we need to manipulate the we need to manipulate the economy via the business side of it, the wholesale side of it, or we need to manipulate the economy versus the retail side, which is us. And so now you're just giving yourself two pockets to pick, and you're giving yourself two different levers depending on market conditions. Uh, that uh, to me, that's all it is. Yeah, let's take it one more step on the wholesale side. Oh, what if Russia, who is you know, we got all these sanctions against Russia, and we. We cut them off from SWIFT, which is the financial system that dollars flow through the world. And they're no longer on SWIFT, because, but they created their own system, and so did China, their own SWIFT, if you will, a few years ago. But what if somebody was paying Russian oil, and they paid, paid them when these digital dollars came out? They paid in a wholesale digital dollar because it's a transaction between countries. And the United States sees that on the screen, and they go, oh. Let's just turn that currency off that they just got paid in, and we just seized all their money. We just put on a whole new set of sanctions on Russia, and they sold the oil, but they got nothing in return for it. So the United States literally can control not just the value, but they can put on really easily sanctions on countries that don't get in line with our set of rules and guidelines. And I'm not saying we have bad ones. I'm just saying that is going on, and clearly – that's what has escalated yeah. getting rid of the dollar, the, yeah. the paper dollar right now. Yeah, and desperation, desperate times call for desperate measures. And I think that's what we're seeing going on here is the federal government behind closed doors trying to figure out how to deal with this train wreck that's on down the road. We're talking to David Fisher of Full Money Monday, LandmarkGold.com. We'll be right back.
Welcome back. It's Steve Noble, The Steve Noble Show. Great to be back here in Raleigh and uh, just celebrating the marriage of our son last Saturday and uh, Saturday before our other son got engaged. So we've got a lot going on in the Noble family. And uh, but we praise the Lord for all of that. And that's just God's good goodness and his grace, uh, whether it's my family or any other family. When you walk with him and pursue him, uh, not everything is roses all the time in the meantime. But uh, he does do some amazing things here and there. And ultimately, uh, it's nothing but amazing <laughs> once you get the kingdom uh, and God establishes heaven on earth. Oh, my goodness. It's just beyond uh, understanding, which is why Paul said when he went up to the third heaven. So if you want a, a quick little Bible study, first heavens is what you see up in the sky. Second heavens is space. Third heavens is beyond that. Okay, now you're in the supernatural, another dimension, whatever it is. And that's where Paul was taken up to probably when he was uh, stoned to death. And he was uh, had a, a near-death experience, an actual death experience. And he said that he uh, couldn't find the words to describe anything that he saw. Just was not possible. He did not have the vocabulary. And that's what's awaiting you. So no matter how bad the news is here on a full money Monday, if you're in Christ, just remember that's your ultimate de- not the destination, not the great reset. Right, David? Right. We don't need pavement where we're going. Uh, <laughs> we don't need. We don't need to... We don't need a TikTok. We don't need a, a, an internet. Uh, How awesome is that? We are all in all. Yeah, that's so awesome. All right, so you we were talking about the central bank digital currency, the Fed currency, the one for the wholesale side, one for the retail side. I'd like to see them gaming all of that. Is there anybody in Congress at all? Is there any force up in Washington, D.C., David, that's pushing back on this madness? Uh, fortunately, yes. I, I'm, I'm, I'm behind them 100%. I hope they don't. I hope they win and don't get this through, but the, it's such a very long shot. It's a big, big Hail Mary. But there's there's a congressman of four terms. Uh, he's His name is Tom Emmer. He's uh, out of Minnesota. He's a Republican. And also there's a couple of pe- other people. Young Kim, a Republican from California. Andy Biggs here in my state. Uh, and a few others. They're rallying the troops, trying to get more support. They're co-sponsors of this bill. Uh, the bill is called uh, CBDC, Central Bank Digital Currency, Anti-Surveillance State Act. Whoa. So, they're in essence, they're trying to stop the government from giving the control to the Federal Reserve to create a digital currency. And they're trying to stop the Fed from doing this. Anything to do with... Creating a digital currency or moving towards a digital currency, uh, they're saying they're, it would restrict any central bank from using a central bank digital currency or implementing monetary policy to control the national economy. That's the verbiage from uh, Tom Emmer. And, uh, you know, the next step really is is just about here, though, the, is the evaluation process from the Treasury and the Federal Reserve and the White House officials uh, to begin hold regular meetings to actually discuss the implementation of mm-hmm. central bank digital currency. So you have these two groups that are moving opposite of each other, yeah. like this tug of war and this big group over here who wants this thing to happen is the Goliath. And David hopefully is going to yeah. have the right stone there. Yeah. And <laughs> exactly. I don't want to say these people are anti-God or in this big group. Maybe some are, maybe they're not, but they're just ignorant of what's getting ready to happen, yeah. the ramifications. We will lose all our privacy. And, and even more insidious, an even more insidious thought is they're not ignorant. 
Is that they yeah, actually maybe that, know? That'd be even worse. If yeah, they, they know. Ignorant, they they're know, deceptive. They know malicious. how bad it is. And so, in the meantime, while they're alive, they're going to do whatever they can to basically shell game the American people and make you think everything's okay. So you should vote for me. And, and as long as you can save enough money to go to Disney every five years and, and pay for your uh, car, you'll be fine. And so we all live in the moment. We don't think like our founding fathers who thought a lot about their posterity, the people coming behind them. These guys aren't. And they're just going to they're going to eat, drink and be merry while they're in office. And, and that's the part that I think they actually do know how bad it is. And they're just coming up with different ways to avoid the inevitable. Uh, and that's why I appreciate the name of that legislation, the Anti-Surveillance State Act. Just remember when everybody went not that long ago when they were talking about, well, yeah, if you do anything more than 600 bucks on Venmo, the IRS wants to know what's happening. Because they want to track and grab every dollar they can because they know they need every dollar they can get their hands on to try to deal with this train wreck. So in the end, with all of that going on, back to your wheelhouse specifically, yeah. uh, how does gold and silver then react to all this craziness? Well, the gold and silver retraced today, so did stocks. Uh, and that's all because of the Fed. But there's So the values are down in, in every asset class pretty much today. So... I'm not worried about the value. I'm worried about my privacy being mm. taken away. Yeah. And so this is why you got to have some gold and silver because eventually this whole thing is going to reset. And when it resets, you're going to see the Fed pivot. You're going to see, which means lowering interest rates. And you're going to see a big rally in gold and silver. There's people out there left and right every week that comes out and says gold and silver is going to make a big rally. They don't own gold or silver companies. They're just saying this is right. what happens when we go down this road of raising rates, Fed has to get it up high enough because in 2008, rates were 5.3%. We're not quite there yet. And then they lowered it down all the way a quarter of a point. They pivoted. Yeah. So we're going to see the same thing. But this time, the clock is ticking. I don't know what the date is because people ask me well, when they can release it. They haven't told me. I don't know that. But if I found the date, I'd tell you. But the point of the matter is it is soon rather than later, right. and it is going to happen. So now is the window of opportunity to move your money accordingly, because once the digital currency goes into effect, they're going to know everything that you do. So this is why you got to get some money out of the system. Right. Buy some gold and silver. There's no Social Security number tied to it. Hmm. There's no tracking of it. It's the private asset that is hedges against the dollar. It's the only asset that has liquidity for thousands of years that right, is hedged right. against the dollar problem yeah. or any currency. Yeah. So it stood the test of time. It's biblical. And that's why learn about that. Call my company, get some information. We got a couple new white papers on the bail in update and this new good, bad, and the ugly talks about this digital currency also. Um, but get some money out of the system. And people ask me this question. Well, what happens if I'm out of the system with gold and silver and they implement this digital currency? How will I get paid? Will I use gold and silver for money? No, you won't use it for money. It's not money. It's a hedge against the money system. But just like if we are tied to a digital currency and that's how the money system works, I will be paying you back from your liquidation of your gold and silver right, right. way down the road. When you go to liquidate, you'll give a payback in digital Fed dollars because that's the system. But in the meantime, you'll be able to have control of your future, because even if this bill doesn't get passed, you got to do something on your very own because we are required to be stewards. We're not requiring right. someone else to be stewards for us. And that's why, you know, 
put a portion to seven, a portion to eight, because you do not know what tragedy may befall you. And the, the bail-in is real. The digital dollar is real. Things are going to change this year. I think one of the biggest years of all my 29 years I've been doing this, unfortunately. Yeah. The dollar is going to change in value. It's not going to be a good thing. And it's only going to escalate from here with the numbers that Statista says right. and what the, the, uh, the budget committee says for the government. It's only going to get worse. And just like Steve laid out, we can't pay this debt off. It's The crisis is coming. So buy gold and silver before the crisis happened, before they seize your money, before the Fed digital currency comes out. Call my company and get some information about this. There's no pressure. But this is a part of stewardship, putting some pieces of, of gold and silver in your portfolio. You're not going to have all your money in right. stocks and bonds and not all your money in gold and silver. Yeah, you got a lot of different instruments out there, and that's the point. You don't open up your, uh, hopefully, and I know you don't, when you go home and you're going to have dinner tonight and you open up the, the silverware drawer, you don't just have a bunch of knives in there. <laughs> you got knives. You got two different sizes of spoons. You got two different sizes of forks. That's where about about where it ends for the noble family. So you have different things for different uh, purposes. You have different tools. And so when you look at an overall investment strategy, you know you have you have uh, a real estate. You have your home. You have uh, investments there. You have something that a lot of people don't want to talk about. You have cash. You have stocks. You have mutual funds, and then you have precious metals. Those are all different pieces. Uh, so that your your boat is not just one thing up in the air getting tossed to and fro. That's the that's the whole point is to diversify, which is why we talk about that regularly. It's it's not that we talk about gold and silver all the time. We don't, but that's a part of the conversation. Just like it's uh, you're imploring here, just consider it as a part of your diversification. Uh, it's not all one or the other. It's a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And and that's that's where you have to get educated. And it took me a while to understand all this. And thank, thankfully, I, I praise the Lord that I get it now. I understand it's clear to me. But if, if it's not, that's where people need some help, David. So please tell them again, if, they, if they're interested here and they just want to get educated, what do they do? Yeah, this is a simple way, the old-fashioned way. Get your phone out, dial 844-604-2575. That's Landmark Capital's number. 844-604-2575. Here's, I'll give you guarantees. You will not be pressured. You will not, not be asked to invest. We will get an information packet out to you and you can choose to do what you want to do or what you don't want to do. Right. We're just here. We're the people that gives you the answers to your questions. We're the person that will facilitate something if, I say the big if, you want something done, whether it be rolling right. over your 401k, your IRA into physical gold and silver or buying over the counter with money from your checking account. We are here to help you understand it, not just why gold and silver makes sense, but the different types right. of gold and silver. Yeah, and there's a lot of education of that. Yeah, and education. how you do this in an IRA. The big E word that we always bring up, education. So once again, you, you mentioned the phone number, but what's the website, David? They can go to landmarkgold.com, and there's uh, videos there. There's information there, and... Uh, what is not there is the white papers and the Got packet it. on gold and silver, so you're going to have to call to get that, but uh, we're here to help you. That's awesome. David, as always, thank you so much for your help. This is Steve Noble on The Steve Noble Show. God willing, I'll talk to you again real soon. And like my dad always used to say, ever forward. Another program powered by The Truth Network.